I'm Tara Grimes and welcome to my podcast. As a female fat loss and fitness specialist, I coach women all over the world achieve their body goals. It's my job and my absolute mission in life to help women look and feel the best they have ever felt. To put their clothes on every morning and feel confident, strong and ready to take on their day and their life with positivity and joy. As we change, our body also changes, but it's my job to make sure that I help you take back your best body as you get older by educating, inspiring, and empowering you to live the best life in your best shape ever. Hi everyone. So welcome to my very first podcast. This has been a long time coming. I am so excited. I'm so excited to be bringing you a brand new topic every single week. I have so many things going on in my head that I would love to verbalize. So as you know, on my socials, every so often when I'm out in my walks or when something pops into my head, I go on a wee mini rant or, you know, when that topic is hot and the forefront of my mind, I tend to do a little video. So what I've decided to do now with my podcast is every single week, come on and I suppose unleash what's going on in my head, unleash the information that I have in terms of how can I help you? How can I help my audience? And my audience is predominantly females over the age of 40, over the age of 50, who are really, really struggling with fat loss, with, I suppose, getting that body that they had in their 20s or 30s that over a period of time has just slipped away from them. And I suppose my background, I suppose it's important at this stage for anybody who's brand new to this podcast to give you an idea of who I am as a person, what my background is and how I got to this place where I help thousands and thousands of women all over the world on an online platform, how to get leaner, how to get fitter, how to get stronger and how to be in the best shape you have ever been in your life, in your 40s and your 50s. We are doing it week in and week out. So this is the perfect opportunity for me as a coach to sit down every week, talk to you guys, to bring on guests to help you achieve that body that you've always dreamed of because you can. And I'm going to teach you how over the next weeks and months ahead. So really, really excited. And suppose this, this episode today I sat down and I spoke to my husband. I said, well, what should I talk about? You know, what should I have my first episode based on? And they said, Tara, why don't you just talk about what you do, what your job is, what the challenges are that your clients face and why they come to you as a coach. So here we are. And this is what I'm going to talk about. And based on that, I think it's important to backtrack a little and explain that my background, um, I started out as a personal trainer, but years I have been involved in sport from a very young age, from about eight years of age, I've been involved in com competitive athletics. Um, I've been involved in cross country, track and field. Um, I was an Irish dancer for a period of time as well. I have always been active as a child. I come from, my father was involved in sports, so I suppose up was that monkey see, monkey do attitude. Um, I lived in an area in Straban during the Troubles in the 70s and 80s when girls weren't involved in football and they weren't involved in many sports. But we were really, really fortunate where I lived in Straban that we sat, our house was right beside an athletics track. So the first thing I did as a child when I seen all my friends joining the athletic club, that's what I did. And this is where it all started for me. So it has always been ingrained. Sport has always been ingrained in my life. And I suppose over a long period of time, my journey into sport, my journey out of sport, into motherhood, into my own struggles with my own weight um, has led me to this place. So I qualified as a personal trainer very later in life, in my early 40s. And I suppose 
being a personal trainer was very much only the starting point for me and the journey I have made from becoming a registered personal trainer to where I am now is just as a massive quantum leap and during that process we have also helped thousands of women particularly in lockdown and our online platform which has been amazing absolutely it's been an honor and it's been a privilege so um, I found that when I started as a personal trainer you just want to help people you just want people to have the knowledge and the understanding of what it takes to be fitter leaner and stronger particularly when we come into our 40s and 50s or fourth and fifth decade and i find that's where a lot of women women get become very challenged they feel that their body is no longer theirs that it's slipping away from them they're getting fat in areas that they've never had before like lower tummy upper back and again Maybe in me, I wanted to know more and I realized very quickly that as a personal trainer, these women were coming into you twice a week, honestly believing that that going to a PT twice a week or maybe attending a fitness class in their local leisure center a few times a week was going to change their body. And as you can imagine over years and years and years of repeating that behavior over and over again and nothing happening, women tend to give up, they give up. So I realized very, very quickly, look, you know, me, throwing women around a gym two hours a week wasn't changing their body it was down to and if we are awake on average 110 hours a week very quickly becomes apparent that it's what they did in the 108 hours a week when they walked out of the gym door back into their car back into their normal environment that's what created the change it was their habits it was their nutrition it was the amount of food going in here that women didn't recognize that they were consuming it was the warped and twisted information that these women were getting from you know all sorts of media whether it be social media whether it be newspapers whether it be online content that was completely inaccurate um, so I suppose I went on this journey of finding out, right, I want to know everything there is to know about nutrition. I want everything that I need to know to help women over the age of 40 who are struggling with menopause, changing hormones, um, low motivation, poor habits, bad environment. So it very became apparent for me really, really quickly that it was very little to do with their personal training sessions with me and everything to do with what happened when they walked out that door of the gym. Um, so I did my MAC nutrition qualifications, um, so I'm now a certified nutritionist. We also have a clinical element of um, education in terms of nutritional knowledge to help people with um, you know, cardiovascular, high cardiovascular risk, uh, type 2 diabetes, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, we help the elderly, the obese. So I'm really fortunate that I've got to help tons and tons and tons of people from not just general population but from clinical populations as well and there's three main things that I have encountered um, three main things that I've encountered in my time and if you go onto my social media Taragrounds Fitness on Instagram or onto my Facebook Taragrounds Fitness you will see the amount of women now I could post before and afters seven days a week I have so many testimonials. I could just flood my socials with them, but we tend to put up maybe one or two a week. And as you'll see, the transformation that you see is physical. For me, the main transformation is the psychological transformation. And I always believe that diets were like a stick and plaster holding back a dam, that it was um, the diet tends to be something that will tend to work if you get it right and you know what you're doing. You know, it's a stick and plaster, but you take that away and it's the behaviors and it's the habits and it's in the environment that is the dam, it's, it's the underpinning 
um, years and years and years of conditioning and habits and behaviours that are repeated in a certain way that get most women to the situation that they're in. So there's a two-faced a two-faced approach: the nutrition, the habits, the behaviours, the movement, and then we have to prioritise them again depending on each client. But what I find is the first one, and again, going back to when I was a PT, women tend to think they can out-train their diet. We, as a rule, general population clients think, I need to lose weight. What's the first thing that happens? They buy the trainers, they buy the water, the rain jacket, they get out in the road, they start walking, they start running, they start exercising, they recruit a PT, and they honestly do believe that maybe, you know, two sessions a week is what it that's what's gonna take in order to change their body. Look, you need that training. You, and here's the thing, train for health, train for body composition, train for strength, for functional movement, but do not train in a bid to get leaner. It is the least efficient way to drop body fat. Sit it alongside your fat loss journey, but prioritizing the most important thing first, which is the diet, which tends to be the low hanging fruit. What passes your lips? The amount of women who completely underestimate how many calories are passing their lips, completely mindlessly, every bite, every nibble, every lick and every taste, it's never accounted for. And I usually, you know, get the, the story, I've tried everything, Tara, I've tried everything. It's my age, it's my hormones. It's my child's fault. It's my husband's fault. It's everybody's fault. But when you really hone a client in, when I get when I get a client, we really lift up the hood and we look under and we see what's really happening. And when you have a client who's engaged and becomes mindful, then the then the journey starts. Then we know where we're at. We have a complete and utter understanding of our starting point. Um, so our training a bad diet is. It's, it's, point, it's pointless. And I meet so many women come into the gym and, you know, they move from 10 minutes on the cross trainer to 10 minutes on the rower to 10 minutes on the bike. And they've been coming into the gym for years and they have not changed one iota, not one bit. And you feel like an over and saying to them, you know, and there was talk to you about maybe wanting to lose weight, you know, talk about getting it back to front. Um, so that's number one. Number two, Number two is that I believe women honestly are taking the wrong approach to their diet. I believe that a lot of women are running off old programs. If we go back maybe two or three decades, what I would call the street corner slimming clubs have created this mindset of dieting that has is so hardwired in women especially women who i coach who tend to be in the 40s 50s and, and look it's what i went to myself when i was younger and when i was trying to lose weight because there was nothing else and it's don't, don't get me wrong slimming clubs have done more more good than they have harm but they are dishing out information that is, is not factually correct that it's not scientifically or evidence-based and it's doing more harm than good and i think a lot of women run of those programs and they don't understand that in terms of your health and well-being alongside your fat loss there's certain principles that need to take place there's certain principles that need to happen i.e calories in calories out you know the law of energy balance it is it cannot be denied you know so many clients would say to me i have tried everything i have done this diet i've done that diet i've done the other diet and here's the thing diets are just merely vehicles in order to create what i would call a calorie deficit so 
It's the calorie deficit that has dropped the body fat. It's not the actual diet, if you know what I mean. So in Slimming World and Weight Watchers, the clients, what they do is tend to take out fats out of the diet, fat being the most calorific macronutrient. That, in return, drops calories, which leads to fat loss. So for instance, the Atkins diet, the Atkins diet takes out carbs, most carbs. You're allowed like less than 50 grams of carbs a day. And again, when you take out the, the very thing that has probably, over a period of years, created your fat gain, sweets, biscuits, crisps, you know, junk food, highly palatable, highly processed, calorie dense junk food. When you're taking that out, of course it's the only reason you're going to bloody lose weight. Of course you are. And, and you know, the likes of keto, well, pretty much keto, you know, restricts you, your, 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 your window of what you can eat is minimal. So when you're faced with this small restricted amount of food, number one, it does one of two things. It narrows down your choice of foods, which makes it really, really easy for people. People actually really like that. It narrows down your choice of food because you're eating predominantly fats. And number two, your appetite, because of the high amount of fats, you know, and your regulation of your blood sugar levels, you stop being hungry. So, and you're cutting out the very things that probably created your fat gain in the first place. So um, that's, and it's that that leads to the fat loss, not the fact that you've cut carbs out of your diet, or you've cut protein out of your diet. It's the fact that you're in a calorie deficit. So they are all vehicles in order to create the calorie deficit. But my attitude as a nutritionist is, and my ethos is that we eat foods from all food groups. Um, that we learn to eat in a way that is unique to us because we follow specific prescriptive style plans that, you know, doesn't allow you to live in a way that helps you lose weight, helps you maintain weight and helps you lead a balanced, healthy lifestyle. A lot of people follow a specific protocol, um, you know, 40 grams of porridge, 200 mils of milk um, and an apple for breakfast. And when people come off this protocol, they have no clue how to live life, they have no clue how to go out for a meal at the weekend and integrate this into what's called a healthy balanced lifestyle. They have no clue how to go on holidays. These things become triggers. It become that all or nothing diet and mindset. So they're either on the diet or off the diet. Um, they are all or nothing. They are, you know, binge starve cycles. And for me, this is creates the biggest, the biggest issues. Um, and these are the one, you know, apart from trying to train the diet, this is the second one, is this all or nothing mentality. On the diet, off the diet. You know, I was really bold yesterday because I had a bar of chocolate and it was really good today because I had a salad. Ridiculous, ridiculous vocabulary used around food. There's no bad food. You know, when we're looking to drop fat, it's about calories. Absolutely, you know, you want to want 80% of your calories coming from nutrient-dense foods. But never, ever, ever frame a food as being bad. Never frame your behavior as being bold. You know, you're not a child. And I think that, you know, that leads me very nicely on to the third point, which is lack of patience. You know, lack of patience. So we have somebody run into the PT twice a week. We have somebody who has still running on the faulty programs from all the years of dieting and bad food, good food. And then number three, women expect their bodies to change in two or three weeks and they might lose weight in the first week so they drop fat or they drop you know they start off maybe at 11 stone and then the first week they could drop four or five pounds now albeit that scale weight there's a difference between scale loss and fat loss that first what i call the wish effect in the first week comes from a small amount of fat but it also can come from from water loss it can come from muscle loss it can come from you know organ tissue loss lean body mass loss so it's it's, it's a giving women these this false sense of achievement that 
oh my God, I've lost my partner first week. That's amazing. You know, this is fab. And then this becomes almost their default. They hang on to this five pound, you know, I want the five pound. And then the next week happens, they go back in and they might lose a pound. It could be a pound of fat this time, okay? But oh no, 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 no. I want the big five pound. I don't want a pound. Oh no, pound's not good enough. You know, it's only taken me five years to gain three stone, but I want it all off in six weeks. So I want that five pound every single week. Don't be giving me no measly pounds, half pounds. I don't have the time for that, okay? And this is the mentality. Then week three comes in, week three comes in, and then it's half a pound. Well, this is not working. I am doing everything. This is not working. This is a disaster. I am destined to be fat my whole life. My hormones are banjaxed. My age is crippling me. I can't have the body that I used to have. So three weeks in, the spoilt petulant child syndrome comes out. The dummy is thrown out of the pram because the big five pound you got in the first week wasn't replicated in week two, wasn't replicated in week three. three. And what I would call the logical common sense that most, <laughs> I would say common sense is not all that common. It just, everything goes out the window. So body hasn't changed, hasn't happened in three weeks, four weeks. It begins to become a bit tough. You know, we're having to say no to the things, you know, that maybe got us to where we were in the first place. You know, the half a pack of the biscuits with a cup of tea might now be one biscuit and you might start to feel a little bit sorry for yourself. Your friends might be going out on a Saturday night and maybe you don't have the calories to have the full starter main course dessert, cocktails and wine. You may have to pull back a little bit. And a lot of women will have what's called, you know, per me, woe is me, I, this is not fair. You know, this diet's not working because I only lost a pound this week and I lost only two pounds last week. I lost five pounds, so it's not working. It's just not working. And I work so hard and I deserve this weight loss, you know, and this, what I would call martyrdom comes out where we think, well, this is not working. I deserve my treats. And everything that stimulated them to lose the fat in the first place, okay, feeling better, discipline, motivation, wanting to feel, look, and have the strongest, leanest, fittest body ever, that's all thrown to the one side and this petulant fit of impatience, impatience. It is unbelievable and I'm sure anybody listening to this, you can relate to this, you know, when that, what I call the silly step doesn't show you what you need to see, the baby's thrown out with the bathwater. Doesn't work. Not willing to put in the extra effort. Week time and time and time again. So that lack of consistency, number one, with your calorie deficit, with doing the small steady steps. And here's the thing that I find that we are so, most people are so outcome based. We just think of, I want the stone off in six weeks. I want the stone off in six weeks. They lose focus on what it takes on those little small daily habits that requires you to lose that stone in six weeks. You know, the saying no to the foods that maybe got you to where you are now on a repetitive basis, day in, day out, week in, week out, you know, opting for the one pound loss instead of the ridiculous, unsustainable two, three pound loss, you know, our impatience wants everything yesterday. We live in an instant society. We want instant gratification. And particularly, I find the clients have a lot of weight to lose, that week three, week four tends to be their tipping point. That's where I tend to come in as a coach and say, you know, this is where a lot of the coaching happens. Week two, week three, week four, 
where the petulant child syndrome comes into play. The skills aren't showing them what they need to do. They're having to say no to the things that maybe they've said yes to for years has caused their fat gain. Their friends are socializing and doing something that they want to do that they know is not in alignment with their goals. So this is where the choices and the decisions come in. And this is for me, this is where a lot of the coaching happens. And this has got nothing to do with diets. This has got to do with behaviors. It's got to do with habits. It's got to do with mindset. And it's got to do with the process rather than the outcome. Doing the small things day in, day out. Doing what you said you were going to do in the first place and not quitting. You know, this is about discipline. Whatever people say, you don't have to need, you don't need discipline. You do need discipline, but you have to create small, sustainable goals every day that a lot of women do not want to put in because if the number and the scale doesn't show them what they want to see, boom, I'm out. I am out. There has to be something better. Diet FOMO kicks in. Somebody, one of their mates and works doing something else and they've lost more weight than she has. So boom, they're out of here. They're away. They're away to the other side to find out what's going on over there. Never taking the time to sit and see what happens. It's like planting a seed. You plant a seed and every day you have to water it and you keep watering it and you keep watering it. And for maybe two, three, four, five weeks, sometimes even two months, not there's shoots aren't coming up but you can be rest assured that underneath that soil that little seed is starting to flower it's starting to move it's starting to grow and it may just about to pop its head up through the soil and what we do we get bored we become demoralized we have no patience no follow-through we walk away we stop watering it we're the same with our diets we do it for a week we do it for two weeks we put the effort in for two or three weeks and when the results aren't there that you expect, which are usually unrealistic in the first place, then dummies thrown out of the pram. Away we go, off we go. Not, I'm not in for the long haul here. So that lack of patience. Outcome-based rather than process-based, focusing on the dailies. The big goal will come. It's coming. It, it's every little habit you build, and this is where coaching clients, this is where the most, the diet stuff you can learn, the nutrition stuff you can understand, the tracking you can do, that is not the problem. It's the behaviors. It is the iceberg that sits underneath the water. It is the largest part of the controls, the behaviors, controls the decision. Um, you know, it's the engine room that pretty much sends the signals to the captain up at the top of the ship, where to go, what to do. It's the same with us. You know, we're running a faulty programs. We're so used to failing. We're so used to quitting. It becomes our default setting. So we have run, running fast to stand still, trying to train the diet. We have the all or nothing diet and mindset. And then we have the lack of patience, the lack of patience, the lack of consistency. And again, it's the same with training. You know, women come in and they train and they go, when I'm coaching women, it's like, give me everything Tara I want it all I'm so motivated and everybody's sitting right up the top it's all fire cylinders are firing the first week give me the training I'll do whatever training you give me any steps you need to give me I'll do it whatever diet give me the hardest calorie deficit go hard be aggressive I can stick to it no problem at all what do you think happens after a week or two you never hear tell of them again too much too soon these are what I would call sporadic exercisers sporadic dieters they're in and they're out because their expectations are incredibly high. They're so far from what's realistic, they're destined to fail. So expectations are too high. 
Instead of, I tend to when I'm coaching clients, we start off, we look at the low-hanging fruit first. Okay, why are you overweight? What is the problem? Looking at, taking a good organic look at their lifestyle. <laughs> you know, they're sleeping. How much are you eating? You know, do you hydrate? Are you moving? How many steps a day? Most of us are sitting. We've created the perfect storm now in the uh, lockdown for fat gain. Absolute perfect storm. So we have, we're not moving around anymore. Simple things are getting into the car, driving to work, walking around our office. You know, that's not happening anymore. And with that lack of output, i.e. movement, we are eating the same, if not more. Most of us are eating more because we're bored. We're at home and it's a little comfort and we're eating extra. So we're moving less. We're consuming more calories, boom, perfect storm, fat gain. And a lot of people will always revert back to type and they'll default back to what they know, which is aggression, too hard, too fast, fail, get pissed off for a couple of weeks and then try something new. Or diet FOMO, she's getting results faster than me. Her diet must be better than mine. I'm going down there to try hers. I'm not going to stick with mine anymore because I don't think it's working because I lost five pound the first week, two pound the second week, and now I've only lost a half a pound this week. So it's definitely not working. I think that all common sense goes out the window with a lot of people. When the going gets tough, they don't get going. They fail, they quit, they give up because like that little seed that's just about to pop through the soil, they're not willing to wait to let it grow. Um, and to me, you know, from my experience, <laughs> like where did this all come from starting out from a PT, you know, realizing that it's, it's not the training, it's behaviors, environment, you know, coaching somebody in nutrition and trying to improve their diet, trying to reduce the amount of calories, trying to get them to move a little bit more, but send them back into an environment that's not conducive with that, is really, really tough, okay? So there's so many factors to it. It's multifaceted. It's just not about getting the hardest, the fastest, the diet, the quickest weight off. It's not about that at all. Um, so that's where I find a lot of my coaching. That's where my pain points for my clients are, is that consistency. It's when the skills don't show them what they want to see, you know. So that's why we look at alternative and other methods of progress and measurement of progress rather than scales. It's, it's looking at the behaviours. We bring in psychologists to break everything back as to why they're behaving like this and how do we fix this? And how do we move forward now with a practical, realistic, doable and sustainable approach to fat loss, to fitness that you're going to have to stick with? It will take time, but the longer, the longer you you create these small habits, it's like compound interest. They build on top of the other. It becomes your new default setting and it doesn't take 21 days. So that's absolute crap. 21 days to a new habit is the biggest load of rubbish I've ever heard. What the, the experts are saying is more like 60, 70 days. I honestly think it takes longer. I really do. Um, but unfortunately, the society that we live in now, instant gratification, we're not willing to wait on it. We're not willing to put the spade work in to get the end result. We're not willing to put, build the foundations first, like building the foundations of a house in a solid way in order to make sure that the finished product is completely solid, knows exactly where it's at and is completely weatherproof, regardless of what life throws at us. We know what to do. We have all the habits, we have the behaviors built. And for me, that's probably the greatest challenges that I find coaching women to lose fat, coaching women coming into their 40s and 50s. And when we peel all of this back, it becomes like a light bulb moment, a eureka moment. But 
with it is a real sense of achievement. It's a real sense of, and I think I probably get more out of coaching women than even they get. It's empowering women and making them realize that, you know, food isn't free. You know, you don't have to eat when you're not hungry. You know, you can go out of the weekend and enjoy yourself and have a meal out. You're not breaking your diet. You're not bad. If you have a bar of chocolate, you're not a bold child. Of course, have a bar of chocolate. You know, taking the guilt away and all this vocabulary and all this what I call civil wars we have gone on within our heads if we don't conform to the strict dietary protocol and we think we've failed so you know if one day your food isn't in alignment with what you think is perfect you know like completely clean you were bold you failed your diet is doomed sure you may as well be hung for a sheep as a lamb and order the Chinese takeaway and have the bottle of wine just to finish it off and you'll start your diet tomorrow so we will come back to all of these issues. I am going to stretch everything out. I am going to talk about all the pain points that my clients struggle with. I am going to put it out there. We're going to get experts in. I'm going to get people in to talk about their experiences. And I really want to, I suppose, I'm not going to use the empower women because I'm sick listening to that word. I'm all about hard facts, black and white. You know, don't give me any grey because I think there's so many people tiptoe around subjects. Um, and I suppose there's some people who have been wrapped in cotton wool their whole lives and maybe don't like to hear the truth. Um, but I know that my clients get results by me being absolutely factual with them, being very much coming from an evidence-based perspective where I can prove that, you know, these things are real. Um, reversing back out of the old programs that have been controlling their lives for years and getting somebody, and it's not about getting to a, a, you know, a size 10 or getting to fit into that perfect size 12 dress. It's much more than that. It's about feeling good. It's about putting your clothes on in the morning and it's about feeling bloody good because as a woman, you get up in the morning, you put your clothes on, you can pull those jeans out and you can zip them up. I don't care whether you're a size 14, whether you're a size 18, whether you're a size 20. If you feel good, that's good enough for me. If you feel good, you feel fit, you feel strong and you feel healthy, and you have a positive outlook for your life, that will resonate throughout every area of your life. And it will have positive impacts on your family, on your work, on your productivity, on your mindset, on your health, you know. And we're giving ourselves a better opportunity at living longer and living a better quality of life. You know, we don't know what's around the corner, but if we're doing everything in our power to make ourselves feel good, the byproduct of that tends to be good health as well. It tends to be a more positive outlook in life. And look, to me, this is, what, this is why I do what I do. I want women to feel great. I want them to feel in control. And I want them to stop having food ruining their life, ruling their life, eating their breakfast, thinking what they're going to eat for their lunch, eating their lunch, thinking what they're going to eat for their dinner, panicking about a social occasion, panicking about getting a wedding invite in the post. These are real things that nobody really talks about, but these are the conversations I have with my clients every day. So I think it's really important to put that out there and to put nutrition and to put fitness and to put health out there in layman's terms without all the, the jargon and the scientific, you know, data language that we use, which I think is very confusing for a lot of people. Give it to me straight. Tell me exactly what I need to do and tell me why. I think it's knowing the why. Why do I need to do this is so, so important. That education is so important. Once we know the education, once we have that knowledge, understanding that knowledge is not power, it's potential power, the power is in the application. So this is where I come in as a coach to help women apply this knowledge. 
to get to be the best versions of themselves. And I suppose I'll wrap it up there and um, I put a Q&A on my, um, I put a poll on my Instagram stories. And look, anytime you need me to cover a topic or want me to cover a topic, send me a DM, you know, swipe up on my stories. You can get me on www.taragroundsfitness.com. I provide online coaching no matter where in the world you are. Uh, one-to-one -one with me. We have an amazing community of women who sit within our 28-day online bootcamp. They're coming from, from Philly to Stockholm to Hong Kong to New Zealand to Derry. Um, we have an amazing community there and we run those bootcamps pretty much on an ongoing basis throughout the year. And again, if your budget is a bit lower, you can download any of our fat loss programs and our online fitness programs direct from our website. You know, they're as low as £12 and Hopefully there's something there to suit everyone. That's my goal. Um, so look, folks, it was a pleasure. And um, I don't know where this is going to be uploaded to. This is something I will be rhyming off my tongue by the end of podcast three and four. But right now, I have nothing else to say. I'm going to say good evening to you all. And thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited to impart all my knowledge, all my rants, all my experiences, all my conversations um, with you all over the next weeks, months and hopefully years. So thank you so much.